Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. everyone, estás escuchando So Violento, So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy Dee nos va a contar de un caso que sucedió en Houston, Texas. Teenage, teenage angst, rivalry, and jealousy can drive people to do the most unthinkable things. In the fall of 1999, in Houston, Texas, 17-year-old Felicia Ruiz was getting ready to attend a Halloween haunted house party. However, no one told her that this was all part of a plan to get rid of her. This is the tragic case of Felicia Ruiz. Advertencia. La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning. The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. would not let it go. She told Jesus, if you love me, you'll prove it by killing her. And on Halloween uh, weekend of October 30th of 99, they took her life. You could see she was kind of excited and she, she, she finally let it out. She says, Dad, can I go to a party? She said, I love you, Mom. And I said, I love you too, Mommy. And she got in the car and drove off into the night. And that was the last time we saw her. If you cut five pieces in the throat, they stop bleeding constantly until you know until day. Felicia Ruiz was born in January 1982 to Lou and Carrie Ruiz in Houston, Texas. Carrie remembers her daughter as being quote very ambitious, active. She wanted to be a school teacher. I would hear her in her room. She would have all her stuffed animals lined up, and she had a chalkboard and would act like a teacher in front of the room. Her father, Lou, told Investigation Discovery that she was loved by many people. She was an excellent student, and she was excellent at school. She was just getting good grades all around. So school wasn't really an issue, and, social, and being social wasn't either. He is also quoted as saying, quote, Felicia stayed home a lot. When Felicia would leave, Felicia would say, Mom, Dad, I'm going down to here or there, and I'll be back in a little while. When she would say that, she would keep her word, and she was always a good girl. This began to get very complicated for Felicia as soon as she reached high school. Her parents recalled that she had met a boy that summer 
by the name of Casey Wilde. Casey was really liked by many girls at their high school, so that became an issue for Felicia because a lot of the girls would start bullying her and be really hard on her because they wanted to get Casey's attention. According to Carrie, there was one incident at school that both Carrie and Lou had to interfere and pull Felicia out of school. Carrie told Investigation Discovery, quote, There was a girl at the school. She would walk behind Felicia and say things, very ugly things. And in a particular day, the girl came up behind her and told Felicia, Today, you're going to die, bitch. Today, you're going to die. Within a matter of moments. Yeah. Within a matter of moments, Felicia lost her cool and fought the girl. After that is when we decided to pull Felicia out of school. That's harsh to hear, like, another kid say that to another child. Another wow. student, child, wow. yeah. But it, the jealousy That's was awesome. so so deep-rooted in, in, in her school that it just became a very hard issue for them to overcome. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody liked Casey, and it just kind of drove this mad, intense rage against Felicia. And, you know, she was just trying to go to school, trying to, you know, be with, you know, her the guy that she was dating. Like, it, it, it just became very complicated. Niñas, there's other and... guys in the world. There's other guys in the school. Like, no peleen por un chavo. Exactamente, pero a la misma vez te pones a pensar y dices, son teenagers. I know, pero para usar esas palabras, it's like, scary. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, it's very scary. After pulling Felicia out of school, Felicia began to go to take her GED courses at a school nearby. So I don't, I don't know if you know the, like, what, what it's like, but like, when you drop out of school or they take you out of school, there's like pretty much a school nearby where you can go and just take a whole bunch of classes and like get your GED. Like you don't get to have that. School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't have the the like the high school the high experience. School experience. Just, right. Yeah. yeah. You just get it. You just get through it and get your GED. Mm-hmm. So Felicia would go to these classes in the morning, which would be like, you know, 7, 8 a.m. And then by like the afternoon, like one or two she was already out of school so she pretty much had the rest of the afternoon free this is she took this time as something to do with Casey so she would hang out with Casey in the afternoon and this also began to have an issue with her personal life because Casey began to hang out with a local gang called the Latin Kings the Latin Kings are like a gang that is mostly heard either in the south or like up in the east coast where a lot of them involved a lot of latino um members from like different parts of of, you know latin america he had told felicia that he wanted to be part of the latin kings and that's why he started to hang around with these people that's when she began to get introduced to other members and she was very mesmerized by the gangster lifestyle at one of the events that she was with Casey she actually met uh, Jesus Salazar who was also a 19 year old guy 
and a gang member of the Latin Kings. The other gang members that were part of that group considered Jesus um, their leader of the gang. So he was like very high rank. During the course of meeting Jesus, he kept trying to pressure Felicia to join the gang. He also was like trying to pursue her and tell her, you know, that, you know, she was hanging out with them, might as well be part of it. She declined and she told them that she just didn't want to be part of it. She also ended up telling her mom that they were pressuring her to be part of it. And she declined again. She told her mom told her, you know, just tell them, no, you don't want to be part of it. You know better. And I trust you. You know, I trust that you won't do these bad decisions because you're more, you know, preoccupied in your studies and stuff. So I know you're, you know, you don't want to be part of that, but you should be upfront with them and tell them you don't want to be part of it. Be friends with them for a little while. You're going to graduate high school soon, you know, and you leave that in, like, leave that behind. After some time, uh, Jesus and Felicia became friends uh, and would occasionally hang out together. During this, you know, friendship, he began to want to pursue a further relationship with Felicia. It's unclear if, like, romantically or if he just wanted to hook up with her or anything but Felicia ended up shutting it down and played it off as like you know I don't want to I don't want to get involved with you Casey yeah like it's it's weird because like it's very unclear and, and there's not a lot of like sources saying what Casey's like partnership was in it but it almost seemed like he was just kind of like they were dating but they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend or they would hang out but it wasn't like anything serious so even when she started to hang out with the other members like they would talk to her and like flirt with her and stuff but she would always shut everyone down like it wasn't her interest into like being involved with any of them and even with Jesus like she like told him you know she wasn't interested and he played it off as I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's cool. Like, whatever. Some news outlets reported that Felicia was talking and gossiping to a different gang members in a different gang uh, within, like, the area. This infuriated Jesus to the point that he wanted to get rid of her. Other outlets say that Lisa Huerta, who at the time was Jesus's girlfriend, found out that Jesus and Felicia had a very special relationship like a special friendship and she wasn't having it so lisa had told jesus that he that if he really loved her he would go out and kill felicia in order to prove his love to her to her wow i know so it's very unclear on what the what actually happened like, there's the like reason what led yeah. to it Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stories here and there, and even in their confessions, it's still a little bit murky. Like, there's not an, a concrete answer onto what actually led to the murders, to the murder. But from what we can tell is that they just really didn't like her, or just wanted to get rid of her and kill her. After after going back and forth with the conversation between Lisa and Jesus. They came up with a plan on how to go about killing Felicia. They ended up communicating with Jay Ferrer, who was a another gang member within the Latin Kings, 
and told them their plan on what they were going to do the night of the killing. Lisa initiated the plan by booking a hotel room near a field of where they were going to commit the crime. And that's where they were going to wait until Felicia was going to be led into the field. Jesus was in charge of leading Felicia into the field to join the rest of their friends for a quote-unquote Halloween party. So the pretexto de, de, de llevarla allí was that there was going to be a Halloween party and they were going to, you know, go into this field and they were going to have a party in the field. Which I guess it's really common, like in other regions, at least like in California, we don't have that, or at least not that I've ever been a part of. But it's very common, like in the South or like in the more ruler, rural areas where they go into fields and have parties. Everything was set up to be a pre-Halloween haunted house party. So it was like, you know, meant to be in a spooky area and like very disclosed and, and dark. Nothing suspicious. Exactly. It went with the theme. Exactly. On October 29th, 1999, Jesus contacted Felicia about a Halloween party that he wanted her to attend. He had told her to get ready, and he was going to pass by and pick her up. Felicia's parents were very strict, so she was very hesitant to ask them for permission. But finally, she you know, mustered up the courage and asked her parents if she could go. Lewis quoted a saying that he could see the excitement in her face and the eagerness that she wanted to go to this party. And since they had a lot of trust in her, he gave in, and he let her go to the party. Carrie ended up telling True Crime Chronicles podcast that when she got the okay from her dad, she began to get ready to leave to the car because Jesus was already outside. On the way, she said, quote, on the way, she told her dad, I love you, dad. And I said, mommy, do you have money? Just in case you need to call us or you need, you know, a ride or anything, do you have money? And that's when Felicia showed her her money. She says, yes, mom, I have money just in case. Carrie continues to recall that that she went up to the car while there were while her and Felicia were walking towards the car. She went up to the driver's side and looked at Jesus and told him, quote, I want her home in an hour and a half or two, no later than that. And he just nodded his head and like kind of like brushed her off. Pobrecita madre. I know. And her dad. Oh man. I know. Felicia went into the car and Carrie remembered Felicia saying, I love you, mom. And she said, I love you too, mommy. And she got in the car. She drove off into the night. And that was the last time I saw her alive. They had a really good relationship, yeah. the three of them, the mama, papa, and Felicia. Yeah, I mean, and she was also their only daughter. So there was a very, very deep connection to her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I feel like, you know, parents are strict not because they want to prevent you from enjoying your life, but because they... They love you too much to, like, have something bad happen to you. Or at least, like, that's mm -hmm. at least how 
I remember it as, yeah. as when I was, uh, you know, Younger. growing up, yeah. and, and my parents were like that. So, to Pero me, decía, when I heard no that, es que no confía en ti. Es que no confía en la persona alrededor. Yeah, exactly. My parents would say yeah. the same thing. So, knowing that, and knowing that that was, like, they let her go with this person, broke my heart. Because it's like, they were just expecting her daughter to go have fun. And that she would come home and be okay. They did everything they could to protect her and to be, you know, be okay with the fact that she was going to go out and have fun. And, you know, they sadly let her go to the wrong person. According to testimony, Jesus and Felicia drove down the highway. They ended up getting to a field near 290 and Hollister in northwest Houston. As they were going through the field, Lisa jumped and startled Felicia. Soon after, Jesus struck Felicia with an uppercut, lifting her up from the ground and knocking her down on the floor. Shortly after landing on the floor, Lisa and Jay began to attack Felicia. Jay held her legs on the floor while Jesus held the upper half of her body. Lisa then raised a black-handed knife in front of Felicia and tried to slit her throat. The knife was dull, and it wasn't able to cut the flesh. So then Jesus grabbed the knife and began to stab Felicia in the chest. According to autopsy, Felicia had a total of 25 stab wounds. She was left in the middle of this dark field with 25 stab wounds bleeding out to death for eight straight minutes. Shortly after committing the crime, Jay, Jesus, and Lisa went back to the hotel that Lisa had booked and took showers, had an extra pair of clothes to change out of, and disposed of the weapon. They ended up leaving the scene of the crime while Felicia bled to death. In the field. Pobrecita sufrió. She did. Por ocho minutos. She did. Just laying there. Yeah. And it and it all happened by people that she thought she could trust. Yeah. It's horrible. Carrie told investigators that she stayed up to wait for Felicia. It was something that she did just to make sure her daughter came home. Quote. But then 12.30, 1 a.m. came. Nothing. She didn't call. She didn't. Nothing. 1.30, 2 a.m. Still nothing. By 3, I said, no, there's something wrong. There's something that's not right. After she didn't appear throughout the morning, Carrie ended up waking up her husband, Lou, to go out look to go out and look for Felicia. They had traced her steps and tried to see where was the last place she was seen. They called Felicia's friends and asked if they had heard from her. Felicia's friends told her parents that they weren't aware of any party going on that night. By noon, Carrie and Lou filed a missing persons report. Around four or five in the afternoon, Carrie's mother called her and told her that they found a girl's body in a field. Carrie recalls, Quote, Lou swung the door open. 
He sought to detect it, but he looked in the back seat and she wasn't in there. And he knew that they were fixing to come and tell him. And it was probably, I mean, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to a parent is, you know, when they come in and hear those words. Days after Felicia's tragic death, Carrie recalls seeing many of Felicia's friends at her home to show their support. On a specific occasion, Carrie saw Casey entering the home along with Jesus right behind him. Carrie told ID, quote, I jumped off the couch and went flying outside, and he was standing there. I ran right up to him, and I hit him as hard as I could with my fist and in the chest, and I said, You killed my daughter, you son of a bitch. I know you killed my daughter. And he kept saying, No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Shortly after the confrontation, Carrie called 911, telling them that she believed that Jesus was the one who killed her daughter. When the call came through, police ended up going to the home to pick up Jesus for questioning. During the interrogation, Jesus denied ever being involved in the murder. He admitted of knowing her, but he had nothing to do with the murder. Police ended up letting him go since there was no concrete connection towards the case or no evidence to show that he was there. So the only thing they had was that he was the last person to be seen with Felicia. One of the things that really came to mind when it came to Lisa's character was that Carrie remembers having to bury her daughter and Lisa had Felicia's obituary in her hand. She said, quote, Lisa had Felicia's obituary in her hand. They drove past and we were standing there and they stopped kind of right there where we were. And she raised up Felicia's obituary and she was laughing. So, you know, that's the type of person she was. And that really stuck to her. And especially when it came to the investigation of her daughter's murder. That's a stab in the heart to her parents. Is de ver que pasa alguien así con la foto de su hija y se rían? Yeah, it's como que, o sea, it's your daughter. It's her funeral. You're putting her to, like, you're laying her to rest. Estamos and these people, huh? it's driving past her her service and they're laughing at her. It's uncalled for. It's tragic. For a few weeks, the case went cold without any clues or anything regarding Felicia's case. Detectives eventually received an important call. Someone had left a tip saying that Jay had gone to the field and had witnessed both Jesus and Lisa murder Felicia. According to detectives, he had gone to a friend's house and told them everything about the case and told them that Jesus and Lisa were the only ones responsible for the murder. After receiving that first tip, a second tip followed very shortly. The source was Lisa's mother. She had told detectives that Lisa was packing her stuff and it looked like she was ready to flee the country. Authorities confronted Lisa at her home and she willingly agreed 
to take a polygraph test and cooperate with the investigation. On the way to the police station, detectives stopped by the field where Felicia's body was found. Detectives recall telling Lisa, quote, well, let's get out and go to the fields for a little bit. I want to see something. As soon as Lisa saw they were at the field, she fell out of the vehicle and started to cry on the ground. Police thought that she was more than cooperative when it came to saying anything about the case, based on her reaction. But once they arrived to the police station, Lisa refused to give a statement or take a polygraph test. So they had to let her go. So this is like two people that were big parts of the case mm-hmm. that were had to let had to that had to be let go because of the lack of evidence or confession or any sort of concrete connection to the case other than you know Word of tips mouth. coming in yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. two months after the incident lisa turned herself in and told the story of what happened and how jay and jesus were part of the crime before this event police didn't think jay was part of the crime and ended up issuing a warrant for his arrest shortly after the confession. During the interrogation process, Lisa confessed that Jesus had fled the country. According to documents, Lisa told investigators that Jesus, Jesus' father had sent a private plane to Miami to, ke- to pick up Jesus and transport him to Venezuela. And when the plane arrived to Miami, he told Lisa, quote, You can't go. I'm going by myself. The fact that Jesus left Lisa behind pushed Lisa to turn herself in. According to detectives, Jesus Salazar is originated from Venezuela. There was like conflict in political transitioning when it came to looking for him in Venezuela. So at this time, especially in the early 2000s, um, Chavez was the president of Venezuela. That really prevented the police to go out and look for Jesus in Venezuela. As of now, Lisa Huerta pleaded guilty for the murder of Felicia and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. While Jay Farrell was also found guilty and was sentenced to 20 years in prison and was sentenced to be released in 2019. So a couple of years ago. As of now, I didn't find any concrete information on what happened after he was released or if there was anything regarding his case. So, you know, that's still up in the air. As of right now, Jesus has been living in Venezuela for the past two decades. There are only currently two warrants for his arrest by the Harris Country Sheriff Department, and they're seeking for murder. The FBI is also involved in the case, and there is a warrant for an unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Carrie told WTSP News, It's not fair that he lives here, and he murdered an American girl, and he goes back to Venezuela and gets protected. Lou also told KHOU, quote, he's going to get caught, so he better start looking over his shoulder because justice is coming. Again, due to political conflicts, the U.S. Marshal couldn't get indicted for the murder of Felicia. 
Carrie told KHOU, quote, that's the last thing we told her before closing the casket. I bent over and I kissed her and told her we're going to get all those people who hurt you and we haven't given up since. In 2015, there was a photo that came up to the investigators of Jesus Alzar in Venezuela by the beach, hanging around with a few people, drinking beers with guns nearby. He had a smile on his face, enjoying his time and freedom. This really outraged Felicia's parents. It's not fair that their daughter was killed while the prime suspect in her case gets to live his life in freedom in Venezuela. So the case is still open. They still don't have the proper, you know, resources and and coverage when it comes to this case. Even covering this case on my own, I couldn't find that many articles about her, especially because it happened in 1999. That's so sad. Yeah, I know. It, it it really sucks because you wish you could do more for the family and do more for what happened to Felicia and, and for her case to receive the proper justice she deserves. But it's it's hard because it's another case that has been pushed around and has been, you know, forgotten about. Even though her parents have fought really hard to get coverage on it. It's so triste that miles of stories like Exactly. If you have any information regarding this case or the whereabouts of Jesus Salazar, the family is pleading for you to contact in pursuit with Josh John Walsh. You could submit your tips at investigationdiscovery.com. Or call the hotline at 1-833-3-PURSUIT. That's P-U-R-S-U. Again, all of the information will be in the description below. Our hearts go out to the Reese family. And we hope and pray that Felicia Reese gets the justice that she deserves. This is the tragic case of Felicia Reese. This was the case of uh, this week. Um, we encourage our audience to, you know, comment and talk about the case and any information you know about this case or, you know, thoughts, opinions regarding Felicia's um, case or any clues that you might have. We also encourage, you know, everyone to share and talk about it and get the word out in regards to her case. No one deserves to die the way that she did. No one deserves to not have justice for what someone did to her. So again, our hearts go out to her family and her friends. Um, it's gonna be, it's over 30 years that this case happened. 
and her family yeah. deserves justice. She would have been in her early 40s. Yeah. Yeah. She would have been in her early 40s. Which sucks, you know, she was only she was only 17 years old. She was literally a couple of weeks from graduating with her GED. She had so many dreams and aspirations and she was killed because of jealousy and a mix of other circumstances. And it's so tragic that you know, we don't hear about her case. We don't hear about what happened to her or like, you know, a way to remember her. And, you know, she was, she was taken away too soon. But again, all the information regarding this case will be in the description below. We encourage you to continue sharing her case and talking about her case and hopefully getting some justice for her and her family. And with that, um, you can, you know, Join the conversation by following us on our socials and commenting and sending us DMs. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, and on threads as at SVSM underscore podcast. Or you can find us on Facebook as Sovin Smagaro Podcast. We should be the first to pop up. So, you know, pretty easy to find us. Um, and yeah. Um, you can, you know, talk to us there. We will reply. It'll take us some time, but we will reply. Um, and yeah, we want to just say thank you so much for talking to us and we enjoy your conversations. Um, also, if you want to listen to the rest of our 87 episodes, am I right? Yes. <laughs> you want to listen to the... Woo. I know, oh, we're man. close to the... We're close to the, close to the three-digit number already. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, you can listen to all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Google Podcasts. Just type in so we don't my cover podcast and our whole discography, a whole category of episodes. You really want us up. to be musicians, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> you look at it. I don't know what I would do. I would play a mean tambourine. Um, <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> yeah. Bing. Um, but yeah, you can find us there. Or um, please follow us. Like, do all those magnificent things. Leave positive reviews. Pretty please. Uh, we really appreciate everything you do. It would mean a lot to us. Um, you can also download the Latina Podcaster Network. And, um, you know, type in out a podcast and we should be the first ones to pop up with all of our category catalog and podcast today i'm really on one anyways yeah you did a really good job even though you're sick thank you thank you so much okay so my voice is really giving out it's so giving i out, apologize so so I'm pretty much done, but so I for just the next say, ten minutes you're gonna hear her pugs snore. I know. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to see where the other one is at. I'm pretty sure she's somewhere near me. But yeah, you did good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, my voice is gonna give out, so I should end this really quick. But <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and um, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Or unless you have anything else to no, say. No, no, I don't have anything else. No, these uh, thick and I'm just tired. <laughs> exactly. It's been a long week and it's, and it's only just gonna be the longer. beginning of the week. 
It's only the beginning of the week, and we have like a couple more days until the weekend. So until then, um, happy last week of uh, October, weekend of October. I know. Full weekend of October. Um, I hope hope you enjoyed our photo that we posted today. Yeah. It was one of our favorite ones to do. Truly. Hopefully, one day we'll talk about what happened that day. Because it's a whole adventure on its own. All of the office Um, fans are going to get it. I know. Please don't come at us with quoting Parks and Recreation. Please. We get it. Because (laughs) stop it. No. (laughs) It's like, it's como eso de Star Wars versus Star Trek, right? Trek, yeah. Parks and Recreation versus The Office. Or like, don't come at us. Or like, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. They're two different universes, but for some reason they're categorized in the same area. Uh huh. But yeah. please, we get it. We get it. But you we think love you guys the are office. cooler, but you guys are not. <laughs> okay. No, because we came up with it first. We came up with the whole th- thing, so don't come at us. I- I'm talking like it's my show. Anyways, right. um, uh, we defend that show. We defend that show yes. in and out and through. <laughs> um, that's what she said. Anyways. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for um, interacting with us. We really appreciate it. And um, until next week, right? Yeah. We see you guys <laughs> next week. We'll see you guys next see week. See you guys. Hear you guys next week. Coming yeah, out tomorrow. All this, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this ending is so long. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. Bye, everyone. Uh, <laughs> bye. See you guys next bye. week. Stay spooky.